You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Kay, Unleashed. Welcome to my fifth show. I'm still on the job, and I'm looking for a baker's dozen. Today, I want to talk about a few subjects. One is nutrition for our domesticated pets, cats and dogs. I saw something that just came out last week about giving dogs some fruits and vegetables, which who knew? So it's very interesting. Carrots, apples, blueberries, pears, cucumbers, and it's amazing. And it's even good for puppies. And I think it adds to nutrition. And certainly for the overweight dog that isn't uh, as active as it once was or you're not as active as you once were, that means walking them, not just letting them out in the backyard, it helps with um, some uh, weight loss. And I think it's a really, certainly cucumbers would be a wonderful extra added treat for a dog, especially in the summer. And I thought that would be something that we could talk about as far as vitamins and exercise. You know, as the dog gets older, because dog years are at seven to each year, you know, they do put on weight because they aren't as active. We aren't as active. You know, if your kids have grown up, they're out of the house, they don't run around as much, that could be, you know, affect the dog as well. It's a change, you know, empty nesters. And the same thing for cats. Cats could also have vegetables. But the difference with cats is they don't need as much because, you know, their diet, they eat more meat eaters, fish eaters. But carrots, winter squash, steamed broccoli, steamed green beans, and melon. That's what cats could eat. But with cats, the vegetables have to be cooked, which I never knew. And I will be trying that, and I will get back to you on that. And maybe it's something you'd want to try and get back to me on that. And the fact that cats have no taste buds for sweets, melon is great. Although my cat, Cheyenne, I have a bowl of Hershey's Kisses, and she's always picking on it. You know, you could see that she's ripped into it. I don't think she's really eaten it, but I think it's maybe the tinfoil. So that's something interesting to think about. And of course, you know, cats sleep, you know, 20 hours a day, maybe more. So as they get older, they gain weight. And, you know, playtime, I try to play with both of my cats nightly. I do brush them every day, which, you know, that's like a lazy thing. And then they take a nap. But I have this toy. It's like a tunnel. And Daniel Boone loves to run in and out of it, sit in it. I turn him upside down. You know, he's very playful. One of the best gifts um, that I got for him from a friend at one of his birthday parties that I celebrated, not his birthday party being the date that I got him, which is May 18th. It's kind of like a fishing pole, and it's got like a feather at the end of it, and he goes crazy with that no matter what. I mean, he could play with that for 20 minutes. He has more attention span than I do for that. So... I try to keep him active. Whenever I call him, you know, I clap my hands and he runs a little bit. That's great. But I think he's about eight now and he does like his afternoon naps. And I could tell when I call him that he is deep in sleep. But I got to tell you something. Like I said, I brush them every day 
and you could knit a sweater. I mean, I could have a rug. It's just amazing, you know, he being a Maine Coon, and the summer, he's normally I would have him shaved twice a year. But the groomer that I went to closed up and moved away, and until I find another one, and I do have the equipment to do it, but I am not that brave, I just brush him. And with a Maine Coon, underneath his underbelly is thicker than his back. So, and like I mentioned in one of my previous shows, you know, I don't have a lot of carpet, but I do have carpet in my bedroom. And him rolling on his back or his side, he gets nuts. It's just like from one night where he doesn't have it to the next day when I brush him, he has it. It's just amazing. It's almost like, you know, cream rinse. He needs a cream rinse or a conditioner to keep him not free. We'll be right back after this message from our sponsor. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com We're back, part two, and a different um, topic I wanted to talk about. But before we get into that, I just want to remind you to check out my Facebook page and like me. And um, I'd love to see some of the pictures of your pets, even selfies, that you could post. What I want to talk about, I was reading the National G, and they came out with, you know, different animals, not necessarily pets. But I wanted to talk about the coyote. I mean, they are just fascinating. Number one, they are gorgeous. And they have the most beautiful tail, sometimes being mixed up with maybe, you know, um, a wolf, which they're not. But there have been some coyotes that have bred with wolves, and they call them coy wolves, whatever. But the interesting thing about coyotes is the way they keep their tail. They hold their tail down. It's a very bushy tail. They have beautiful coats, you know, very grayish in color. And they've been around for a million years, and they have tried to eradicate them because, you know, they have gone after sheep, and they were, you know, trying to thin the herd, so to speak, from planes and helicopters, which I find disgusting. And the coyote has won. Not only has it won, but it has branched out and now is in big cities like Chicago and New York and eating rats and small raccoons. And they live longer in the city, believe it or not, than they live in the wild. And it's just amazing what they have endured and forged forward, and they're still here. And they seem to be friendly, you know, animals with 
some of their like cougars and wolves. They'll even attack a prey and share it together. Or even if they're solitary in a kill, some will come up and help them. I mean, like a pack. But we, you know, they're all over South America, North America. Like I said, they've been around for a million years. And Lewis and Clark first found them or saw them or viewed them or had interaction with them in the 1800s. And they killed one thinking it was a fox, thinking they were going to eat it. And then they realized it wasn't. And it's just fascinating how, you know, these animals that were scripted to be eradicated or killed just because they were on land where sheep herders, they were after sheep. But they eat just about anything, fish, birds, only the brave go after the porcupine. But they're they're just amazing animals. I think they're beautiful. And they could have up to 12 pups. They live in dens. And the males help. They are monogamous. And I just think animals like that should be valued and not, you know, taken for granted because they know something that we don't know, which is how to survive. And in Florida, they have them. And one of my friends let me know today when I was mentioning that that's what I was going to talk about, that she saw some, you know, she lives on the West Coast. She saw two. You know, they're always in couples. Like I say, they are monogamous. And she has no problem with them, with her animals being outside. No animals with, you know, no problem with the birds. And I just think it's wonderful that if we could all live together, you know, Florida has bears, it has the cougar, it has panthers. It's just, it's crazy. We all live in harmony, we hope. Anyway, I wanted to talk about, I do a lot of rescue sharing on, um, with some rescue organizations. And I just wanted to talk about that today. Not that we want to get into rescues, but I'd like to talk about adoption. It is so important for us not to shop, but to adopt. And years ago, we had one car, two kids, one dog. Today, families are bigger, and a lot of people, a lot of my friends have more than one dog, and I think that's wonderful. Even for if you have an elderly dog who is getting on in years, and you only have one, it's really, you know, wonderful for that animal if you could get another animal, number one, to be his friend, and to also learn the ropes. So when that animal is no longer there, the young one or the new one is coming up and starts to learn how things are done. I think that's very important. I mean, animals today, we need to really, it's a comment on our society, how we are just discarding these, these pets, letting them go, surrendering them and getting puppies. There is no reason for that. If your animal is having accidents, try retraining. Sometimes retraining helps. I don't know. I want to know what your thoughts are. Cheryl at PetLifeRadio.com. Send me an email. And I'd like your comments, suggestions. I just want to um, talk a little bit more about the coyote because they have started to move. And now they're integrating with the red wolf and the eastern wolves up in New England and even entering eastern Canada. So they really are all over, and we have to learn to deal with it. There's plenty of prey for them in the wild, but if we keep trying to eradicate them in the wild, they are going to move more urban, and that's what happens. They want to live in safety, so they go to where our backyards are. 
where our cats are, where our small dogs are. And accidents happen, but if they were left alone to live in the wild where they belong, because you don't want to tame them because they are a wild animal, you know, there's plenty of stuff out there to eat. Rabbits and rodents and badgers and birds, they do eat fish. So they really are one of the most magnificent animals as far as they can survive on anything. And as far as their pups go and their dens go, they don't carry rabies. And they clean the den out. The male helps with the feeding. And if there are fleas, they move to another den. I mean, they're, you know, they want to be clean. They don't have rabies in this particular thing. I don't even know rabies, where rabies are today. I mean, I was, I would like to do a show on that. I know that HIV started from people eating monkey meat, and bats in the old days uh, used to have rabies. And But, you know, rabies today is controlled if you get a vaccination, which all of our animals should have, all of our pets, dogs, cats, They should all have these because rabies is a terrible disease and it really doesn't show itself until one to three months after you've been bitten. And then once you start to have symptoms, it's really too late. And if we get bit by an animal that we don't know, a stray or a dog that we don't know, there is no owner, no collar, no way to check, we have to go through the painful shots, which (laughs) is terrible. But it's just really crazy, and rabies has been around for so long, it's amazing that it could still be out there. I mean, we don't want to tempt it or taunt it or poke it, but that is a shot that all of our pets have to have. They should all see their vet once a year, twice a year, whatever you know you think is good for that. When I lived on Long Island in the street, you know, by the sewer... They have a ledge there, and a lot of the raccoons would sleep there during the day. But, you know, just because they're, you see them once in a while during the day doesn't mean that they're rabid, because they are nocturnal. So one of my neighbors, an elderly gentleman, I guess he had very bad eyesight. He did have a cat. He would sit outside right in front of his garage with a chair in the, in the spring and the summer months smoking his cigarette, because his wife wouldn't let him smoke inside. And he just gently ran his hand. I guess he thought it was his cat. And it was a raccoon that had been watching him for months and just decided he looked harmless. And he was petting this raccoon. He didn't even realize because their fur does not feel like a cat. And he and this raccoon every night, even long after his cat had passed, this raccoon would come outside, you know, come out. When he was outside in the late hours, dark, very dark, you know, after 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the spring and the summer months. And he would just sit there with the guy like they were like buddies. It was just amazing. I have seen some raccoons in this one office, this office I was in. It had glass with a ledge and these raccoons would just sleep there during the day. And they were just so, they were just kind of friendly. I mean, it was was glass between us, so they didn't feel threatened. But they would put their pores up. I mean, their hands are just amazing. And they just had the sweetest faces. And I guess because the cement was cool, this was in the summer, and it was near a tree, I guess, that they could climb onto the tree to get down. But they were just so wonderful to watch. I mean, it was, you know, I don't know if it was two two males or two females or a male and a female. They were a couple. 
but they were just wonderful to watch, and I took a zillion pictures of them. I will be posting them on my um, Unleash, you know, uh, Facebook page, and it was really nice. I mean, you never know when the interaction with a member of the wild, you get to come across that. I was in Virginia a few years back, and my friend lived on a farm, and next to her, not that she had the animals, but next to her farm, and I guess they grazed on her grass, was a couple of horses and a donkey. And this donkey was just the sweetest thing. Huge, friendly. I mean, not that, you know, um, you're going to ride them or anything, but, you know, when animals aren't mistreated and they learn to trust, I think that it's beautiful. It, you know, doesn't mean that you got to own them, take them, abuse them. I, I don't mean abuse like to hurt them, but, you know, abuse their trust as far as beasts of burden. But everybody could enjoy. It's a wonderful thing. We'll be right back after this sponsor, and uh, we'll have some more talk. Okay, time to call off the dogs. We'll be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Retrievers, Labradors, Goldens are the main breeds that come through our door, but we'll train anything with four legs and a tail. My husband and I own a kennel. We train hunting dogs and also have a boarding and grooming business. Our dogs, they're athletes, and we feed a very quality food. You can't get enzymes in a commercial dog food because they cook it at such a high heat that so much important nutrition is just cooked right out of it. But adding Dynavite to their diet has... Every single dog in my kennel looking better than they have ever looked. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E. <laughs> Dynavite's the bomb. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Hi everybody, Cheryl Kay back. I just wanted to finish up our talk on the coyote and talk about what might have been one of the reasons for its demise as far as you know, uh, people turning against it was our own beloved Mark Twain, who wrote in his one of his books, Roughing It, he wrote about the meanest creature despise him and even the fleas would desert him, which people kind of turned away from um, the coyote. And that said about it being um, eradicated, controlled in mass numbers, which is frightening. But then, you know, as kids, depending on your age, we can remember Wiley Coyote. The cartoon was kind of like, you know, made him jokesterish and um, 
Kind of made us love the coyote again, and he was prankish and had personality. And anything that's in our parks is allowed to live. I know that in many of the national parks, they do what they did with the bison this year, was try to control it. But there are coyotes everywhere today in our big cities, in our backyards. You would never see them. And they are daytime animals. They do roam. And certainly in California and Canada and out west. But, you know, you got to keep your eyes open for these things. And I want to thank you for um, sticking by me, listening to me. And I just want to thank my producer, Mark Winter. Remember to live life unleashed. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.